Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 43 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning shot of uncommon sense for people in the business of tutoring, teaching and coaching. Now today, I'm going to be looking at what I do in my business during the Christmas break. I'll be right up front with you here. I am not a fan of Christmas I am not conventionally religious or spiritual, so I don't do the Christian celebration thing. In fact, I'm a real grumpy arse around Christmas. You could call me a curmudgeon, because that's such a cool word. So would it help you all if I just came out right now and just went, ah, bah, humbug, and got it out of the way? Yeah, it works for me. Was it better for you? Now, if you do celebrate Christmas, make it memorable and special. For myself, I treat pretty much every day above ground as a special day. So I have 364 more special days than the folks who save their specialness up for December the 25th. So let's get cracking because that's enough of all that. Now, Christmas is a funny time in the tutoring game. Everything gets disrupted. Loads of your students are going to be on holiday. Your family will have all sorts of expectations of you. In general, there's a sort of a a shutdown, it all goes quiet. And if you can't hear tumbleweed, you can probably hear the jiggling of holly. So what can you do about it? Well, embrace it. And by embracing the fact that it's going to happen anyway, instead of getting pigged off about it, you might just decide how you want to respond. You could respond negatively and get bitter and twisted about there being less students and less money coming in, that it's a breakdown of your routine and that you all feel directionless and drifty and you're depressed about it and it's crap. Bah, humbug, which is what I used to do. Or you can do a more positive reframe of it. And the way I look at it now is it's the universe marking off the end of the year. It's doing me a favour by tapping me on the shoulder and reminding me that time is passing and that life is short. And as the universe taps me on the shoulder, it asks me to step back, to review what I've been doing for the previous year, to plan what I'm doing for the next year. And it suggests that I take a little bit of quiet time to move away and create something new, to grow the vision of where I want to be in the future, to build myself a plan and to reflect on the good things and the bad things and the not so wonderful and not so bad things I've done. So make the most of it, guys. It's a great time to catch up with the friends and family you've neglected whilst teaching your arse off. Because it's really easy to get sucked into the teaching vortex and lose sight of people. So do touch base with your mates and with your family. Because, let's face it, we're teaching when most people are socialising. I'm a guitar teacher and my client base is generally working in adult males. So I'm busy in the evenings, I'm busy at the weekends. It's really important to make a point of catching up with people. So help me on that, I try to batch, clump people together into locations, areas, so I can get around four or five people in a day instead of just one or two. 
because I live a long way away from most of my family. So it's a bit of a drive to get over there and it's a bit of a drive for them to get over here. So batch them all up into areas, get around as many as you can. Do make the effort because they and you and I, we're not going to be around forever. So make it count now while you've got the chance. Apart from the people aspects, there's the material aspects of the teaching game. It's a great opportunity to take care of the jobs and the maintenance that demand a shutdown of your teaching room. So it's carpets, cleaning, decorating, painting, everything. Reorganising your teaching space into a different floor pan. You can't really do that stuff around where you've got students in and out all day every day because it takes a lot more time. So the bigger jobs, it's a good idea to put them into the holiday and plan for them. Now here's the big one for me. Get away from your desk. Get away from work, get away from your teaching environment. I don't think you can put a price on Headspace. When we're working for ourselves in tutoring, sometimes you've got to work so hard just to make a living. And I think that's why some people get very depressed around Christmas time because the money drops off. So here's what I do. And I hope this will help you and give you some kind of insight to the, the mess of my mind. It's for years now I've spent Christmas morning either on my mountain bike, out hiking or climbing in the mountains. I like to get up on the mountains before dawn so I can watch the sun rise over the mountains. That's as close to God as I actually get. And it's really quiet at that time of year. You get to see the world when almost everyone else is asleep. So I plan a day or two or more away from the home, away from the desk, just to get out and think about the business. It's almost a strategic retreat. I like to go somewhere beautiful, somewhere elegant or special and get inspiration from my environment there. It's a big important thing for me that I write stuff down so I keep notes. This also allows me to prove it was a business related retreat and it's not an allowable expense of the business. So I might go and have a few days away at a really nice hotel or a mountain hostel somewhere and just put it through the business. It's allowable. The reason this is so important is that when you step away from the day-to-day -day stuff, it gives you a sense of perspective. It lets you look to the future and ask the vital questions, such as, where do you want to go? What do you want to be doing? With whom do you wish to work? How will you be living? How much do you want to earn? What's your legacy going to be? And here's the thing. As soon as you ask those questions, you start to generate better answers. The best way to get better answers is to ask better questions, as you probably already know. But if you're working day to day at the coalface of your business, you probably haven't got time to sit back and ask yourself those vital questions. So you start to get answers, but I want you to write them down. Because over time, you'll be able to create a roadmap and a timeline to get you from where you are now to where you want to be within your business. You can plan the journey if you know where you want to go. If you don't know where you want to go, how can you plan that journey? And it's important here to remember that you don't need to know your ultimate destination. You just need to know as far as you can see right now. Now, stuck in the cold face of the business, you can maybe see to the end of the day, the end of the week, maybe even the end of the month. But beyond that, it gets kind of fuzzy. Stepping back and taking a high overview in a strategic retreat 
can make a big, big difference. And I like to think of this as me putting together my Christmas list, just like my son does. He makes a list so Santa can deliver to him, but I make a list so that the universe can deliver to me because I'll take the consistent action needed to get me what I want. I have to be a good boy, if you like. Making my list and checking it twice, right? I always say, if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get what you want? You just don't know, do you? Now, there have been some Christmases where everything stopped in the business. In fact, in all the businesses, we closed the shop up for a few days. My students were all doing their own thing and, you know, I felt lost, stamping around going, blah, humbug, bloody Christmas. When I wasn't spending time with my son and my friends, I felt really rudderless and meh. I might even have been depressed. But that's how I got the idea to get outdoors and get away from my desk. I suppose that I sort of surfaced from the businesses finally during those few days. And taking the time out made me realise that I didn't want to continue being in the retail musical instrument business. That my day job had to go. And that teaching guitar was really what set me on fire. It felt like what I was destined to do. And I also realised that whilst I was hedging my bets and playing safe with the shop and my job and finance, I was paying too high a price for that safety. Because I wasn't doing what was most fun and best paid. It's just insanity. You see... Oftentimes, the best ideas about work come to us when we're not at work. When we get away from the desk, we can create a safe space for the ideas to come and land, knowing that they're not going to get lost amongst the morass of the day-to-day tasks. I remember once getting off my bike and looking down from the long mind onto a valley choked with mist, thinking that I, too, had sort of risen above the clouds. And I could see for miles that I could see my future. And that's when everything changed. So when we go on a strategic planning retreat, and we should do it at least once a year, in my opinion, we can get some clarity, we can get some distance. I like to do it around Christmas time because I'm a grumpy old sod. And I don't do Christmas. And I can kind of fit it all around my son's demands and indifference. Bear in mind he's a teenager, so I'm expendable, embarrassing and annoying, sometimes all at the same time which incidentally proves that men can multitask and I can have a lot of fun, see everybody that's important to me and not get caught up just doing the merry-go-round of what everybody else wants. If you do do Christmas, good on you, have a belter. And if you're a grumpy sod like me, seize the opportunity to take a few days off somewhere nice and just breathe. Thinking space is a rare enough thing when you work for yourself. And the opportunity costs are lower at Christmas than at almost any other time of year. So get away from your desk, get out of the house, step back from the daily grind, because it might just give you the clarity and the insight that changes your life forever. It happened to me, and it was the best Christmas present I've ever received. So Merry Christmas, one and all. Ho, ho, ho. Well, that's my 10 cents worth on Christmas and what to do with it. Let me know what caught you in this episode and how you get on. Maybe you've got some better ideas than I do. If so, send them to me because I'm here to learn from you guys as much as share what I think I understand with you. Send them into info at neilcamido.com. And in the next episode, I'll be talking to the guy who trained me in NLP. That's Neuro Linguistic Programming. A man called John Cassidy Rice. And John's a top bloke. He's funny, joyful, and he's very, very smart. And we'll be talking briefly about NLP for tutors. 
Personally, I credit NLP with a great deal of my own success over the last 10 years using some of its principles and techniques. So catch the episode and see if NLP could be a valuable addition to your own teaching toolbox. Once again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, have a belter, see you next time. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.